if it's not right in the home between you and your spouse, it's not going to be right anywhere you go. And it will affect every single uh, relationship that you have. So um, I just wanted to uh, read this scripture, and it's Jesus speaking, and it says, Treat others the same way you want them to treat you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners sinners do the same. So I just want to um, speak that word over this congregation that he's poured his love out on us. And if we can't love the ones that we're with, how can we love the ones that we're not with? That's what we're called to do. So I don't know if that's a word for somebody, um, but I'm just being obedient, and I'm releasing that, and I thank you, Lord, for uh, for entrusting me with that. So Hebrews 10, 23, 25. Short, a quick story, since Pat's not in there. Oh, he is in the room. And taking the silence of, um, let me get rid of my gum. I'm sorry. Yeah. Good thing it's not video, but um, I have a little test, just a short testimony to share. I wanted to to do a, a brief moment of silence, just in honor of Pat's mom and all the moms that may have um, passed on. And uh, she was a huge um, driving force in my life. It's all God. When Pat and I got married, um, I was sitting down talking to her, and she was very wise and uh, fun, just fun to be with. And just, um, sorry, because you're going to laugh when, it, when I'm going to tell you. Um, we have these conversations, and uh, she was a lot of fun to be around. And <laughs> we were talking I don't know about just kids and relationships and, and, uh, she was sharing stories about Pat and his brother as they were growing up and, and whatnot. And she looked at me and she said, you know, you married him, right? I said, yeah, mom, I married him. She said, there's no return. She insisted there would be no return, no exchange, no return. And maybe that's where the marriage thing came because she told my sister-in-law the same thing about his brother. And I think their divorce is final this week. Hebrews, Hebrews 10, 23 through 25 says, Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope. And hope is defined as a joyful anticipation of good. Come on. So let us hold fast 
the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together. That's what we're doing here this morning. We're not forsaking the assembling of being together. As is a habit of some. But encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. You know, this really isn't even my message. But I feel like, you know, he always has a plan. That we're to consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds, not forsaking our own assembling together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. See, when we gather on Sundays, it's not for me. It's for us. Unto him. Because His he, he's telling us, this isn't me telling you, this is God telling us, don't forget, don't forsake the gathering together. Why? So you can encourage one another. So you can stimulate one another to love and good deeds. Some translations say good works. The New Living Translation said, Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of drawing is near. I'm blessed, I'm thankful that you're all here today. See, because when you're not, the body suffers. I suffer. John suffers. Jeanette suffers. Marcy suffers. Because God wants us to be together. He said so. He said not to forsake the gathering. It's because Margie carries something that I don't have, but I need. And I do the same for her. And you do the same for Kristen. And Daniel, you do it for Isaac. And Donna, you do it for me. You do it for Lisa. We all have something. We hold a piece because God made us to fit together like a puzzle. We all carry a piece. And it's important that we gather together because his word says so. So that we can stimulate one another. Encourage one another. To do good deeds, to do good works. What what are that what's that look like? Well, outside of ourselves, it looks like opening our doors 
to a community that we don't even live in or we live in, inviting them over for dinner, bringing, we highlight every week, an orphan, bringing them, inviting them into our homes. This isn't my message. This is just what he's laid on my heart. Not even going to get to my message, I don't. When we highlight the kids in the in the bulletin, we do that just to to stir you, stir us. I look at them. I I, I get the honor of of looking through all those little faces who've done nothing wrong, but so desire to have a family and listen to the videos. And then I remember. that he rescued me from the domain of darkness and transferred me into the kingdom of his beloved son. And that's what they're waiting for. That's what they're waiting for. So, I'm just going to declare this over all of you today. That God has brought you here today because he believes in you more than you believe in yourself. That he's raising you up for something bigger than you know. And something here today is going to change in you. Something has already happened in each one of you. Big things may have already happened in your life, but greater things are about to happen. I'm declaring that over each one of you here today. After today, you're never going to be the same. Woohoo! And after today, this is going to be a turning point in your life. And you're never going to go back to where you were. Say, I'm never going to go back to where I was. Amen. So, how do I get out of this one? You know, I know God is good. I know what he's done in my life. What he continues to do in my life. How this transformation, he's taken me through this journey. And um, I was in Nashville last week. I went to the, the biggest adoption summit that they have. There were... 49 states represented and 25 countries in this conference. And you, anything and everything you want to know about orphans globally, you know, in the small church, whatever, your questions could be asked. And I'm telling you, they had, 
amazing testimonies from kids that have been rescued. And one young man had no arms, played the guitar with his feet, was phenomenal, just phenomenal, because his adoptive parents saw gold in him and brought him home and gave him a new life. And he learned that he was not disabled. I declare over this church, we are not disabled. We are a church that is not disabled. But I want to tell a little testimony of myself and something that just has really rocked me. I went, when I got there on Wednesday, I went on, uh, I was going to have my son, our son Joe lives there now. He's been there for about a month and a half. And so I met with Joe and the uh, Tony Heil and his wife. That's who Joe's living with. And they took me downtown uh, Nashville. We were going to dinner at Spaghetti Factory. So we, Tony's an undercover police officer whose hair is longer than mine. He wore that proudly. And um, so we, we got to park right outside the police station and, um, you know, parking's hard to find. But anyway, so we had a, a ways to walk to get to the spaghetti factory. And we're walking and we're talking and just, you know, having a great time. Haven't seen them in a long time and haven't seen Joe in a month or whatever. And we're walking. And as we're walking um, and talking, I glance and there's a young man and a young lady sitting in a doorstep of a business. I don't know if it was closed. I didn't even see what kind of business it was. But you know how when you walk and you see, it's almost like God takes a snapshot and it sticks with you. Well, as I was walking, if they walk the right way, I looked and the young lady was holding, holding a sign that said, I'm pregnant and I'm hungry. Now, phys- physically, she, you, know, you couldn't tell if she was pregnant or not pregnant. That didn't matter, the sign said. And this is what rocked me. Because this is what I did. It's still rocking me. Because what would have it have taken? We were going to dinner to say, you're hungry? Come on. We're going to dinner. Be our guest. See, God allowed that snapshot to keep coming to my mind because he gives us a choice 
And that was my choice at the moment. Because having dinner with my son was a priority. And that's okay. I know that. But I also know that what I did wasn't okay because of what it's doing in me. And so I just want to share that with you. This is a journey we're on. And if we pay attention, if we pay attention, she held the sign. I saw the sign. God is speaking all the time. It rocked me. And so now I get to decide what to do with it. And I know that that probably won't happen again, that I will walk by a need that I know that I can meet. Amen? This is how the body of Christ works. It's, It's not mine to keep. It's not mine to hold close to my heart and have know that I have something that someone may need and just hold it because it just wasn't the right time or for whatever reason. For me, what doesn't matter. Um, So that's my confession. I ask God to forgive me. I repented, been repenting. I confessed last week to Nancy. (laughs) She didn't know that's what I was doing, but it's still there. And every time I look at the bulletin, and every time I look at that website, and every time I think about you guys, hurting, sick. I know that I have the answer and his name is Jesus. And so I may weep for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And sickness may get our attention for a moment, but I know we serve the king of Glory, the healer of us all. And so I just want to encourage you. I know this is kind of like, oh, but I just want to encourage you to pay attention to what God's putting in front of you. To don't forsake the gathering of the saints. It's important that we're together because we need each other for that encouraging, for building up, for the edification. There's a reason why it's in the book. And when he says it, we need to pay attention to it. And know that he knows best and not me. I'm saying it to me. So I love you guys. I bless you. Know that your words carry power. 
which was really what the message was today. So when you're speaking to one another, whether it's your children, whether it's your spouses, whether it's your neighbor, you carry the power to create life and love. So as you go today, create life and create love. And people in your family, but even more so to the people you don't even know. Because you're going to be the one encounter they have with Jesus today and tomorrow and the next day. So make it intentional, be intentional, and make it be worth its weight in gold. Amen. Let me pray for you. Can you stand? Father, I thank you for this body that you've placed in this place for today. You're amazing, Lord. You're amazing. Though this message was somewhat of a confessional for me, I pray that the ears that it fell on would penetrate from their minds into their hearts. God, you asked us to lead just like Jesus led. And we follow him, God. I pray that by my testimony, our testimony here today, God, Pat and Teresa, That as we lead our family, that as we walk out our marriage, God, as we lead this congregation, we make no compromise that we are aware of, God. That that we may lead in spirit and in truth, God. But also by word and by deed. We're not saved by works. We understand that we're saved by grace, but God, you called us to be your hands and feet. And that implies moving and doing. But we also know that we are your sons and daughters by the confession of our mouth and believing in Jesus and his resurrection. As we leave here today, God, may we be your hands and feet to a lost and dying world that doesn't even realize they're lost. God, may we bring in the homeless. May we provide shelter, open our doors, be a family to a child in need. May we love on the widows today. May we love on our mothers. May we honor them and bless them. And may we continue to seek others more highly than we see ourselves. I thank you, Jesus, that you became the servant of all and you served. Let that be the motivation of our hearts, too, to be a servant to all.
Not to be served, but to serve. And that implies good deeds and movement and inviting the pregnant girl and her friend to dinner. Father, I love you. I declare health and wholeness. But most of all, I declare your love over this group, this body of people. And may we continue to commit ourselves unto you and your ways, for they are higher than our ways. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Go in peace.